Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Episode of the Ricket and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network, brought to you in association with PowerSlamTV. Ah, I mucked it up there. Nice, great start to the episode there. Um, sponsors will be proud of us. Go to PowerSlam.tv um, and put in the promo code Social Suplex, and you will get a free month's worth of thousands upon thousands of hours of independent wrestling from around the globe. Uh, I'm joined by Ricky. Hello, Ricky. How are you, Ricky? Yeah, good evening. Doing well. Yourself? I'm already struggling with the end of the show, so I'll need to start working on the, the beginning of the show with our new sponsors. You'll just need to continue working on the podcast in general. Nice to see you too. When you, when you set me up with stuff, like I can't resist. Well, try have a, a New Year's resolution. Um, will you try and resist? Right. My New Year resolution will be to be as nice as possible to you. Just in the, just to everyone, because I've seen some of the texts you send. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 2LC happened on Sunday night on the WWE Network for just nine ninety nine a month. Ricky, what were your thoughts on the Tables, Ladders and Shares pay-per-view? Um, I thought it was it was kind of good. Um, no, no real gripes. A couple of things as usual, like could have been better, but I thought I felt overall it was it was a good night of good night of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I don't have too many gripes if I'm honest. Um, everything. Yeah, I was quite happy with everything. I thought, let's like say, several matches really stood out. Um, yeah, uh, enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, for me, I would go as far as to say that was the best pay-per-view of the year, personally. I think Evolution was a close one, but I think there were just a lot going for this year. Uh, sorry, this pay-per-view. A lot of wrestlers, for me, had their best matches they've had in a long time. It's possibly Ronda Rousey's best match that she's had in the company so far. Um, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles both had their best matches in months. For AJ Styles, I'd go as far back as maybe the John Cena stuff. Late 2016, early 2017. 
and the triple threat for the women's title, the TLC match was could have been a bit more polished. There was a lot of waiting about for the bus to come towards the end of the match. A few spots were called quite loudly, but for the most part, I was very much invested in the, that match. It was just, I wouldn't say. I know we are here on we here on the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show are fans of organised chaos. I would say this was wasn't exactly organised chaos. There was a, a more deliberate pace to it than the likes of the, for instance, the SummerSlam 2017 main event, where that was just a thousand miles an hour. This was only a hundred miles an hour. That's not to say that was a bad thing, of course. Um, lots of crazy spots done by all the women involved. Off the top of my head, I can think of five or six. Um, and the rest of the card was pretty decent. There were a few that I didn't care much for, but overall, I would I was very very pleased and. Impressed with what we got. Yeah, I would agree with that assessment. To be honest, um, um, <clears throat> Evolution was excellent. I think Royal Rumble as a whole, when you factor in how great the two Rumbles were as well. Um, See, so yeah, I, I don't know if I would say it was the best pay per view. It certainly probably would land in the top three though, alongside those two. Mm-hmm. Um. This is, I was agreeing with you again when it says a couple of matches I wasn't really interested in or what I was invested in like we addressed last week. Um, but yeah, overall, you know, a, real, a good night of wrestling. Um, so I says no real gripes what came from it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it from a booking aspect made sense. Um... Yeah, like I say, it was just it was a real fun night of wrestling. I think with what's been going on on TV for the last wee while, where a lot of a lot of the episodes of Raw and SmackDown have been heel heavy, where the heels have closed out the show on top. There were quite a few um, positives from the night, like Natalia getting the win. I quite enjoyed that match for what it was. Um, taking out all three of the Riot Squad. Was enjoyable to watch. Kayfabe wise, I've always been a fan of the bar, so I know that New Day and the Usos are a top notch tag team. I was personally quite happy that the bar retained. I didn't think they would, so I was surprised that they did. I thought that match could have went another five ten minutes or so. It just again, a lot of the tag matches that have, the the, the so called better tag team division on SmackDown, they're still not getting enough of a of a an impetus for me. There's still something missing with regards to just how far they could possibly go because we have seen the matches that the New Day and the Usos had last year and we still haven't reached that peak yet. Again, when we know they can. I, I don't know if it's a timing issue with the card. It doesn't matter really because it's a network thing. The And this might be a controversial one, but I was over the moon with Asuka winning. Purely, not purely because, but one of the reasons was for the last wee while now, Becky, from a kayfabe point of view, she's done She's done my boxing, if I'm being honest with you. Um, she's arrogant. She's borderline narcissistic. She's gobby. So, and she just says the same things over and over again. I'm the man. I'm better than you. You're a chump. And... For me, it was beginning to get a shelf life just in terms of right. What else are they going to be able to do with it? So for her to 
finally have her mouth shut for a minute and eat some humble pie. I did enjoy that. I'm not going to deny it. What do you What do you think about that mild, lukewarm take? She's at the point now, after just a few months, where <clears throat> taking the title off her, in my mind, doesn't really affect her status. Um, she's one of those ones where she's still going to be box office, she's still a draw, even without the title. Um, Asuka winning. <clears throat> Sorry, Charlotte and Becky dropping the title, to me, just kind of... It's obviously now roads are leading to WrestleMania. And it's whether they go Becky versus Ronda or they insert Charlotte into the match and have a triple threat as well. So it was it was timing wise it was fine for me. Um I think we say a few weeks back she has to drop the title at some point if they're gonna go down the Ronda Becky route. Mm-hmm. Except for me they weren't gonna do champion versus champion, so Becky had to drop the title at some point before the Royal Rumble in order for her to probably get into the Rumble in order to challenge Ronda um, yeah I mean, I'm kind of in agreement with you as well when it comes to the Becky character yeah like I think she's great but at the same time I'm just like you know I can't really I wouldn't say I'd be bothered or anything like that but I think it's more so that again I don't think it's she's run her course I think it's just more that As great as she is, she still isn't one of my favourites. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it made sense for her to drop the title. Uh, and, and just to circle back to the tag uh, to your tag team comment, you need to remember now, now it's um, joint pay-per-view, so minutes are going to be cut down. Everyone needs to get on a card, everyone needs to get a, real, uh, a number of minutes. So we're going to struggle to get those 20, 25 minute match or whatever we're looking for um, I'm happy the, the bar retained because I, I would like to see the bar versus the Usos again right um, and I think that could be the <clears throat> the Royal Rumble feud um, so yeah I, I was on board with that with them winning um, I've always been a massive fan I tell you you know I think everyone knows this so and is it, and it made sense for her to win as well. Uh, yeah, overall, like I say, I don't really have many gripes, if I'm mm. honest. I think the for me, personally, Becky's doing her job well, and I still believe that she's a heel, and what she's doing is annoying me. Okay, she's getting cheers, but the things, the things that she's doing are still not nice things. I mean, she was on Edge and Christian's podcast last weekend, and it was basically the first half of it was in kayfabe where she was talking about what happened at SummerSlam and how Charlotte just waltzed in. And I was going into this podcast thinking it would just be a break in the kayfabe and we're t- talking to Rebecca Quinn, but it wasn't the case. And listening to her in isolation, you think, oh, you're quite insufferable at the moment. It's a good word to describe her. <laughs> <coughs> and, it, and, and again it's not so much that, that I hate who she is and the character she's portraying at the moment it's just I was never really a Becky fan so I never really lost my shit mm-hmm. at all before winning the title and doing everything she was doing I thought it was great stuff but she you know 
whatever, you know, for me. So I wasn't against what she was doing as a character, but I was more than happy with her getting her comeuppance on Sunday night. Um, on SmackDown this week, Charlotte and Becky were moaning about Ronda coming in to cost them the title, where both of them had attacked either on social media or with a kendo stick, had rallied on, um, what's the word, wailed on Ronda quite considerably. So it's only understandable that Ronda would come back with some sort of retaliation. So I think there's this, what's happening just now with Rousey, to a lesser extent Naya, and um, Becky and Charlotte is, at the end of the day, the women they rule the roost over WWE right now in terms of just fan investment and what's the biggest storyline going forward. And I think I don't want to lock it up because anything could happen when it comes close to the time. But there is a if it was a merit if it was a, based on merit alone, then the women would main event WrestleMania this year, and it could come in any different shape or form. It could be any any. Three, any one of those three, four, whoever are involved, Asuka might still be in the picture. Don't know what's going to happen, but they could. With the fact that they could do lots of different combinations right now, and every one of them would be must see. They've done something very well with the women over the last five, six months for sure. Yeah, I agree. I've, I've long said <clears throat> that they'll get a, a women's match to close WrestleMania, and only. For me, the only way it doesn't now happen is if Brock drops the Universal title at WrestleMania. But even at that, I can still see maybe see the women closing the show anyway. Um, like you said, it, it's not even... And it won't be a case of we're just doing it to make ourselves look good. It's it's They've, they've earned it. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I can see it happening. Um, but I do think it's going to be... <laughs> A combination of Becky Lynch, Ronda, and Charlotte. However, they go about it, I'm not entirely sure. Um, it wouldn't bother me if it was a one-on-one or it was a triple threat. To be honest, uh-huh. there's there's enough of a storyline <clears throat> to go either way. I think it's where, it would, where it would make sense. I think it's good to insert the likes of Asuka into this right now because if it's just the three of them from October, November, all the way through to April, things could get stale quickly. So having someone else hold the title round about Rumble season, round about Chamber season as well, that'll be an interesting... If, as far as I'm aware, the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view will be SmackDown's pay-per-view this year. No, in fact, it yeah. won't because it was mixed. It's a um, mixed bag again, isn't it? It will be, yeah. Uh, Dual branded, so I wonder how that will work. Yeah. I'm sure they'll have some sort of women's chamber match anyway. So... God knows what match, um, what lineup we'll get for that match, but it could be a quite a star-studded number, especially if it's dual branded. Yep. So, the the match itself, the triple threat match, um, as I say, there were a couple of bits where it was just a bit clumsy, but some of the spots that were taken, um, Asuka being speared through the barricade, Charlotte doing the somersault onto the table, Becky doing the sort of leg drop sent on which she landed square on Charlotte's ribs that looked mightily sore that one Um, Asuka Asuka throwing Becky onto the ladders which you saw on Becky's face just how sore that was 
So there there wasn't a, a lack of chaos in this one, for sure. <laughs> no, there wasn't. Um, and then with Ronda coming down as well, it like says at least there's a continuation of the story we've been we've been told for the last sort of five weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, uh, I, I I think this was probably my, was my second match of the night. Uh, I think AJ and Daniel Bryan was probably my favourite. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get on to that shortly yeah, it was great that they closed the show um, like you said overall like they weren't holding back at all you know they were taking bumps that you would expect in a normal TLC match um, and like I said I think the right person win I definitely think that because and like I said if Asuka didn't win it's just a case of where do you now go with Asuka mm-hmm so at least now she's got some impetus. She's got she's been injected with a new lease of life, um, and we'll be interested to see where they go with her. Because, like you said, you could always rerun the triple threat match at Rumble and still have Asuka Sorry, still have Charlotte and Becky Lynch enter the Royal Rumble. So there's a number of possibilities. Um, yeah, overall, I thought this match from start to finish was was really really good. I don't think there was anything that happened or took place in the match that bothered me. If if I wanted to tidy anything up, I would rather um, Ronda came down a bit quickly, a bit more quickly to the ring because yeah. Becky yeah. and Charlotte were just standing there waiting for the bus to come. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. But the match. See what's crazy about all this when it, when Ronda came down and Asuka ended up winning the title, and all four of them had a huge part to play in that evening. Uh, this all kind of wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Nia Jax's face-breaking moment, which is crazy to think about. Yep, and I don't want to give her too much credit because it's not like it was planned or anything. Um, At the end of the day, she gave a colleague a concussion and that could end up making Becky susceptible in the future. And the fact that now she's got that finisher as well, just a big stupid punch, and it's like, really, like... Like, I'm not. I'm not going to hate on Nia. I think she has improved and stuff like that. So, but that finisher, it's just like the big show's knockout punch. It's just, it's awful. I don't like it at all. Well, she might not be the best wrestler, but she seems to bring out the best in Rousey because their match at Money in the Bank was very decent, and this one I think was um, elevated in quality again. Rousey had incorporated a few new moves into her arsenal with the top rope. Frog's um, crossbody right out to the ring. That mm-hmm. was really excellent, um, and she was. It was kind of like scaling a monster or trying to topple King Kong, where she's climbing up Nia Jax's leg to hit the sort of Superman punches. They had that's a, that's a much better version. Uh-huh. A much better version, in my opinion. It, that was that was really nice. In, in the way she transitions into <clears throat> the armbar as well, I think it just looks natural and fluid and looks excellent as well. Yep. The yeah, those three or four moments in the match just put that into one of my favourites of the night. Actually, um, so <coughs> maybe Nia Jax doesn't shouldn't get credit for it, but the fact that she's just this immovable object and that allows Ronda to be a bit more creative, I appreciated that definitely. Yeah, like it says, it it just ha- it's worked out. That 
that little bit better for everyone because we could have got Becky and Ronda at Survivor Series and then you know we wouldn't have got this potential amazing build now to WrestleMania. So yeah, but Nia more than played her part in the match as well. Ronda, you can just see it. Anyone, anyone that denies it either doesn't know wrestling or just wants to hate that she's just getting better and better and better. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually seen Raw this week, so I didn't get to see the match with Natalia. Have you seen it? Who's match with Natalia? Oh, that, that's the spoilers for next yeah, week. Yeah, you just ruined the spoiler there. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure that if it's out there, a lot of folk will not care. Uh, well, Natalia, it wasn't a surprise that Natalia won the gauntlet match, was it? I don't mean it wasn't a surprise. I mean that people know that now, so they knew that her and Ronda will be fighting. Yep, it was following week. No, so um, I don't know what even that, that, was like. that was a nice <laughs> way to finish Raw as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we ever had a, a women's gauntlet match. A few, uh, um, not that long ago. Say that again, sorry? There was a gauntlet match not that long ago on Raw. I mean, like, closing Raw. Um, like, it was certainly like a big women's match anyway that closed Raw, and it was, that was quite fun. Um, we've all been kind of waiting on the Ronda and Natalia match to happen. Like, the natural thing would have been where Natalia turns on her, but we didn't even get that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's still, it'll still be a good match to look forward to for next week. Mm-hmm. Um Natalia coming off that that tables win as well on Sunday. Um, there was a couple of things from uh, which kind of ties in with like uh, for me just how safe or working Natalia is. Like you can see her just before she puts her through the table. You can see her kind of peering round uh-huh. the corner just to make sure it's everything's all right. And I remember. Yeah, well, on the outside of the ring, she slapped her really hard, aye, and, aye. You can, and you can hear her saying, "Are you okay?" And then she continued beating her up. So, aye, are you okay? Then flung her head off the yeah. apron. Um, <coughs> I said, I've always been, a, I've always been a big Natalia fan. I've always been a big, big Natalia fan. Mm-hmm. The I'm trying to think of the other sort of sh- less lesser matches on the card before we get into what we believe was the match of the night. The mixed tag match. Yeah, I have no opinion on it really. Um, no, sorry. I mean, I've, I've voiced, I voiced my, my opinion on last week. I just didn't like what the winners got, the thirtieth spot in the Royal Rumble. But that's just from like a purely selfish point of view. That I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's nice. That, like I said, I'm just kind of repeating myself what I said last week. Last week, it's nice that yeah, the winners of it gets something that means something. But that says it's that's not what I wanted from it. Aye. And I've just, I've kind of got, see, because I watch the likes of Lucha Underground and ICW, the women flat on fight the men, and it's not an issue there, so when I see the mixed tag matches, and it's very restricted in what they can do, so if someone tags in, so say a woman tags into the match, the, the man has to tag out and stuff, it's just, the stipulation doesn't do much for me. I'd rather they I just... I think... I think they're probably looking at that that they don't want to come across like the biggest wrestling company in the world is having these men fight the women continuously um, or every year or whatever or once in a blue whatever I know you still get incidents where you have the men and women clash a little but you know that's just my my view on it um, 
that they're probably conscious of what people were thinking of it. It's fair enough, I suppose. It's just not to my ta- not to my personal taste. No, oh, I get it. Another match that I didn't. In fact, I, this was where I was getting spruced up for work and stuff. Was the the chairs match between Mysterio and Orton? Mm. Nothing amazing there. I have actually seen better cage match uh, chairs matches, and they involved Kalisto and Baron Corbin. So, didn't have that much going for it, in my own opinion. I would agree. Ray's white mohawk thing from his mask was a bit probably the the biggest thing I took away from this match. <laughs> I think the one thing I did like was um, Ray sort of surfboarding out through the ring with the chair underneath him. That was quite mm-hmm. cool. But apart from that, again, like I said last week, this is twenty eighteen. I don't really need to see a match between Orton and Mysterio. Uh, and like we said last week, it's not a match we were that overly invested in anyway, so... So, the match... Will we talk about the WWE title match then? Mm-hmm. Before we go on to the slightly more negative parts of the show. The... Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. I said at the start of the show tonight, I haven't seen Daniel Bryan... This has been his best match since he came back. And for AJ Styles... You're talking well over 12 months personally for what we can see and what we got. Not sure of the running time, but the, that was a, a right gritty technical. They managed to combine technical and brawling into the same movesets, which was it's quite a rare thing to see. Um, I didn't have a clue who was going to win in the outcome of it all. Like there were, I mean, I th- obviously I thought Daniel Bryan was going to win, but you know you're watching a good match when you... You hold your, you catch your breath and think, oh, this is actually going to be the end. Mm-hmm. So, I would go as far as say, maybe match of the year for the main roster. Personally, um, I mean, it, it's certainly, it's certainly <laughs> amongst the very best, if not the best. Uh I've enjoyed all three of their matches. Mm-hmm. Um. The second one was my favourite up until obviously the Sunday one. Uh, the way that ended as well was I was fine with that as well. Yeah, Where I saw AJ some... gets sort of a small package and, and Daniel Bryan reverses it. I saw some gripes yeah. about that online. I didn't understand it because they literally threw everything at each other, where they were both in each other's submission holds. As far and, as I'm aware. And it, was, it was just a case of look, I've just quit, I've just outsmarted you. Kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, I thought the match itself, it was just a showcase of two great, great wrestlers. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would go as far back to say it was uh, AJ's best work since uh, Cena. Because, um, like I said, I have enjoyed his, some of these matches he's had on SmackDown. The one we've had with Almas, the two he's previous with. With Daniel Bryan, some of his stuff with Joe was good. The Nakamura matches, I felt, overall were quite good, other than those final 30 seconds or so. Um, but yeah, I would agree, this is, but probably has been his best match in a long time, though. But at the same time, I don't want to knock some of the other stuff that he's done, because he's still put on some real solid matches. Um, they have they have been solid, but this was 
over and above them. I think, yeah, I think this was just that little bit extra, that little bit more. Uh huh. There was an urgency to it that's been missing from their work for a wee while, uh, and I think it was one of those matches where the both of them weren't in the mood for tapping out. Neither of them, as far as I can recall, could lock in their finishers, whether it was the the running knee or the the styles clash. So it would make sense that it was a rolling a roll up small package that earned Daniel Bryan the victory. Um, <coughs> I would say, have you caught up with Daniel? Did you read what happened in next week's SmackDown? Will we not mention any more spoilers for next week's show? No, let's not. Okay. Well, I would say Daniel Bryan's doing a really good job as a heel. He's coming out with stuff. I, I'd actually listened to Mags and Bags's podcast debut last week on the Visionaries Wrestling Network and he had talked about Daniel Bryan spouting all this stuff about better for the environment yet he's walking about with a leather title Yep. so there's a hypocrite there he mentioned that he was a hypocrite Some um, Saxon had mentioned this week that he was a hypocrite uh, he has a, he's coming across as a, a total douchebag but I'm enjoying just how how someone who can be so over with the crowd for years and years and years with the f- in a matter of weeks is a hated figure got to hand it to him there and that's it like I think we said we th- I actually prefer him as a heel as a fa- to a face I think a lot of people kind of forgot just how great of a heel he was um, just because of the kind of run he was on as a baby face <laughs> Oh, I much yeah. prefer his wrestling style. I mean, did you see? I think it suits him. His wrestling style suits him better being a heel. Uh huh. Because um, he can be aggressive with his leg kicks and his headbutts and his running knees, etc., and his some of his submission moves, etc. So, yeah, I've I, I enjoyed his work so far. Um, I still think I would still like to see him in the Miz, to be honest, at WrestleMania. Um, not sure if he'll ever go down that route again, but. Yeah, I've really enjoyed his work recently. Um, I enjoyed some of the stuff with the Miz, even though, like, I said, I wasn't like I was happy to see him back, but it was one of those ones where it never really bothered me if he didn't come back. Just not not in the sense that like I don't care if you ever get healthy, but just a case of, all oh, right, okay, you're back, happy that you're back, but that's about it. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is the first time since his return that I'm starting to actually get invested in investing him again. That's true. Maybe that's because of the competition he's had so far. I was on board with the Miz, but not so much Big Cass. No, no. And like I said, at the time I said I didn't mind the Big Cass thing as much as long as it was a kind of one and done kind of situation and we'll just quickly move past and head into another feud because I was a believer that I don't want to see the Miz feud straight out the gate because that has legs in it. Um, Let's make this last until the next WrestleMania. Um, and now I'm kind of excited what they might do at the Royal Rumble if they go the route that we're all hoping for. I don't know. I mean, the landscape's changed considerably. It has because one of the top two or three wrestlers in the company just made his move to SmackDown Live, so... Officially, yes, Mr. Ali himself. And And I'm kind of kind of disappointed that he when he hit his finisher 
And Daniel Bryan, I don't know if he got hurt, but it looked really bad. I'm disappointed that it happened because I'm just not wanting anyone to have any kind of ammo against Mustafa Ali. I think he's unbelievable in the ring. <laughs> um, he also... And he could make a big, big, big name for himself now. In the same match last night, he had, was vault, um, leaping off the stairs outside and tried to... Well, he did eventually Hurricanana Almas, but kind of botched it. So that was two flops that we hardly ever, and I mean ever, see from Ali. So I don't think I've ever seen him do it like that. It's a shaky... He was on... Lillian Garcia's podcast, I've not actually listened to it yet, um, but he was on and he said about his 054, he doesn't actually know what he's doing, he just lets his body do the motion and he doesn't think about positioning. Should he have admitted that, <laughs> considering what had happened? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, Maybe not, um, but, you know, and I saw people saying, oh, why is he not going to get like some grief like Naya got, because... Like I said, I don't know if he's ever done made mistakes like that before. I don't think there was any... I think Daniel Bryan was okay after that anyway. And, and he says so for according to the reports that he was fine and he didn't want to make an issue about it. And, and it looked like Mustafa Ali was, was apologising kind of as it happened or just after the match, etc. So, look, at the end of the day, it happened once. If it continues, it happens, then we'll call him out on it. But, like I says. This is a guy who, in my mind, is kind of almost flawless in who I don't see making these kind of mistakes. Um, and my God, if we get Daniel Bryan versus Mustafa Ali at Royal Rumble, I don't even need Mustafa Ali to go over. You know, like, no, as much as I love no. him, I don't expect him to whatsoever. But my God, that's going to be a great match if we get that uh -huh. in next week on SmackDown. It's Mustafa Ali versus Andrade Almas. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not sure how that match went down. Not sure how long it got. All I know but is that he didn't... Please, please don't die until you get to see this match. All I know is <laughs> me, because of my coffin. Yes, your coffin. Uh, all I know is that there were no mistakes repeated from the first match that he had this week. Honestly, Mustafa Ali is just going to be... He's going to be huge. Huge. And what we were saying about the landscape, I know anything, a lot can happen in four months, but they've done this long game with Shane a couple of times now leading up to WrestleMania where he's involved with some talent. And... Um, it leads right up to WrestleMania, so uh, I'm not here for a Miz versus Shane match at WrestleMania. But on the other hand, right now you've got this thing going on between Ali, who has been taken under the wing on screen of AJ Styles as well. Oh my goodness! You've just thought of Ali and AJ, haven't you? Yes, I thought that's where you were going. That I had actually done a. A sort of column series, a mini column series last year, um, doing some fantasy booking about two or five live wrestlers facing off against smacked um, WWE roster guys, and it was Ali versus AJ, a heel AJ Styles. Because what you could then just do is, I know with Fox coming up, so we don't know how that's going to change the landscape, but a heel AJ would be interesting, and you could always put AJ over to Raw 
you know or like you say it's with a Fox deal coming over you'll bring more people over is it going to go to three hours mm-hmm. no idea probably going to stay at two who knows um, but yeah just a wee a, 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 a turn for AJ would be excellent because his heel work was just unbelievable as well mm-hmm. and that's when when I really started noticing his mic work started getting better and better and better uh-huh. so yeah I never thought of that until <clears throat> you just said it so and to me that kind of makes sense because I think a big question had been what is AJ going to do at Wrestlemania do you know see, that's your match right there as a non-title match and let's not beat about the bush I'm not just saying this because I'm a 205 mark Ali has been shown as a big deal on Smackdown in two weeks already because after the tag after the match last week the tag team guys were high-fiving him backstage this week he's getting his hand raised by the face that runs the place uh, who's a corporate like Vince McMahon loves AJ Styles and AJ Styles has taken Ali under his wing Ali pinned Daniel Bryan the, the new Daniel Bryan the champion Clean. as of this moment Ali's a big deal on Smackdown Live there's nothing st- and I'll, I don't know what's going on with this this is for the fans era that we're going into now but if they keep going with this and AJ turns heel or something I would be more than happy with Ali versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania as just oh a, <laughs> a non-title match. Oh my goodness. And, and next week we get Mustafa <clears throat> Ali to take on a guy who is every bit as good as anyone in the company mm-hmm. and Almas. So that's three weeks in a row. That's you know, three so televised weeks. That can make an impact. And... I saw a spoiler regarding next week, which makes me very happy. I won't say anything because I know some people might not have saw it. Maybe people have, but if anyone knows me and you know me, and you'll know what spoiler I'm talking about, it you know oh, it made me extremely happy. And I predicted this before anything happened this week as well. So. That's true. You actually did. So yeah, <coughs> um, uh, like I know we're going to touch on. The new era we're entering, entering, so I'll leave that just now. I don't, I don't want to deviate too much from TLC. Got right. a couple of things I want to say about it, but right on you go then. No, Let's... I mean we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I know this is a, a natural. It's, it's not the most smooth of segues. I, I... no, I think it is. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, I we're think just gushing about Ali. Kind of left themselves open in the sense that people are now going to think that they get to control what happens and that is so far from the truth yeah and I hope no one thinks that now all of a sudden we as a fans control the narrative Vince McMahon controls the narrative he has us thinking that we are going to control the narrative but in reality he's controlling the narrative Um, I think what you're more so getting in the way I took from it is that we are going to listen to people properly but I think it's going to be more so like we're now going to transition to what NXT and 205 are uh-huh. more based on wrestling maybe um, different matchups, different guys getting called up moving people around um, and that ties in let's say because we saw some fresh matchups straight away on both shows we did um, 
And I know some people have got an issue with the whole Baron Corbin Kurt Angle thing, but they were kind of killing that story. They were ending it. It was a kind of Triple H and Vince McMahon, Stephanie coming out and saying that you screwed up these last three or four months or whatever it is, and this is now us handing down the punishment to you, and that's us now drawing a line under it. Um, finishing up with women's gauntlet match, we had a a fatal four way for for the number one contendership for tag titles. <coughs> we move over to SmackDown. We get that tag match. Next week we're getting Almas and um, Mustafa Ali. We're getting another matchup, which is exciting. So look. So I'm going to I'm going to let myself get carried away. Kind of almost contradicts what I say to you and outsiders, edge guys in our in our WhatsApp group. Um, I kind of want to wait and see because the reality is you can write two or three good months worth of TV building up to WrestleMania. But for me, the big thing is what's going to happen post WrestleMania. That's when I really want to see is how much you quote unquote listen to the fans or if we're entering this new era. Um, because, and the thing with Raw is that it's not like you can still have some of these stupid segments that you have, but see if you just sprinkled in enough 15, 20 minute great wrestling matches. I think a lot of people would be happy because I think at the end of the day it's extremely difficult to write three hours off a of TV and keep it keep going it fresh. But I think for the most part, if you just give people wrestling, a lot of people will be happy with that. Uh-huh. Um, what it says, I want. I'm, I'm still going with that whole wait and see approach, but at the same time, I'm just going to let myself get carried away and just start fantasizing what we might see. And if I'm if I get disappointed by it, so be it. I'd rather be the kind of person that that lets himself get hyped up. Ultimately, be disappointed as opposed to getting into something saying, oh, being pessimistic about it and doubting people. So, look, I think it could be exciting. I think it's more so we're now looking, maybe could be heading towards a two, like I said a minute ago, we could be heading towards like a 205 NXT type kind of shows. Um, where it is, For the- where, it is where it is a lot of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, NXT obviously does, you know, be, there's a lot of character development going on as well, but I think you're probably going to see less, some, I don't want to say, probably less nonsense now. Um, I don't know. And like I said, I'm hoping, like I said, I'm, I'm happily going to let myself get carried away because I would rather be like that. Okay. I mean, there were, there were positives for me on both nights. One of them, the thing that we've gushed about for the last five ten minutes in Ali, so far being a prominent feature on SmackDown, um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are close to returning. Very, uh, that, very close. that flew under the radar. Too many people. Well, I would say Sami more than KO. I'm surprised at both of them because Sami was out for many months because of one shoulder injury. But when he when he was supposed to come up in the main roster the first time, this was both of his in, his shoulders. <coughs> so I thought he would be out for a long time. It might still be a good few weeks, but both guys are coming back. That's a big big deal. Um, and I hope they treat it like a big deal. Uh huh. I hope so. Um, but the the thing is, which bothers me. And it will continue to bother me. The amount of vitriol that Vince McMahon gets online is ridiculous. 
because let's not deny it, he got a pop that was much louder in comparison to the man on Tuesday night there. Sorry, say that again? Vincent Mann got a massive pop in comparison to Becky Lynch on SmackDown this week when the music hit. Do you have my feelings clear about that? Oh, you've got all the McMahons back, the McMahon Hemsley era, if you will. I mean, I'm watching Vincent SmackDown. He had a funny in, in, um, stuff with the Miz. He seemed to choreograph when they almost slid down the ramp and it looked as if they'd be both been practising for a dance or something, which <laughs> made me giggle quite a bit, actually. <laughs> I don't know why, I just thought it was hilarious. And then when he was saying to Becky, "What are you, all you're doing is just moaning, moan, moan, moan. I thought, you're right. But this is all happening because of the decisions that you've made over the last God knows how many months, yet people are still cheering him. How long before... This, I, what What's changed... Because it's basically a face, a baby face version of the authority. Yeah, I mean, see, at the end of the day, I've given up saying what I want to say about people cheering Vince. I think he's always going to be cheered now, no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that's just who he is now. Because you rarely see him on TV. Um, I find it idiotic and stupid that people cheer him. But yet, come on internet and say the kind of things that we say. Um, but I hate it as what it is. Yeah. It is what it is now. I don't like it, but you know it's like beating a dead horse. I've said it plenty of times now, yeah. so there's no point continually going on about it. Yeah. <laughs> and no doubt, somewhere down the line, the McMahons will start bickering with each other. Uh, it's just probably, probably, and I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping we don't see them again <clears throat> every week now. I'm very conflicted because I am a proponent of modern talent on the TV, but Mr McMahon's a damn good character. He is, he's a great character. I wouldn't actually mind seeing an NXT <clears throat> Triple H kind of character. I know he's not, he doesn't appear on NXT TV, but, you know, like, we all associate him with being Mr. NXT, etc, etc. Even if he just comes in and he's just a kind of a general manager that just calls it straight down the middle, if you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Makes good matches, etc. Isn't on the screen as much other than some random backstage segments. Like, there's going to be some sort of GM, some sort of managerial authority or something on the shows. I don't think they've ever done it, have they? In my mind that there hasn't been something like that. Oh, um, you'd be going back. I mean, so, you're probably right. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see Vince on TV every week. And, you know, maybe there's some sort of long game plan where you're saying that we might end up starting to see them bicker, where it could just kind of come down to just, a, just in time when the XFL comes in. <laughs> you know, do they, do they do something along the lines like Triple H is trying to get ownership or a thought um, take control of the company or something who knows but yeah, I don't want to see them I don't want to see Vince to be honest every week I don't but I did enjoy what I saw I don't get me wrong like he's, he's, I, I don't when he comes back he comes back and it's a big deal 
But at the it same, is. It's, it's, as, as I said, I'm conflicted. So I'm just going to see what happens. You and I have been very vocal between ourselves. Looking forward to the break that we've got coming up. We can just sort of de, uh, de uh, tune out a wee bit. So we'll just. Oh, you put that too nicely. I know. Uh, so here it is in the next couple of weeks you're going to get some bonus episodes that we've already pre-recorded because for three weeks I am going to cut wrestling out of my life and I cannot fucking wait until you go to take over Blackpool yeah basically the week of take over Blackpool I'm going to catch up on whatever I need to catch up on um, and I know Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom is around the corner as well I, I kind of get to enjoy that once a year because like we say we're not watchers of that product on a weekly basis so but yeah for the most part oh for the most part can't wait uh, we'll give you details on the bonus pods at the end of this show uh, one quick thing before we go back to TLC your opinion on the choices of NXT call-ups so we had EC3 uh, Lars Sullivan I like Already sick, already sick of the sight of Lars Sullivan and he's not even been on the main roster yep. yet. Don't La- care. Lacey Evans. Could be good. Could be an absolute heat magnet on Raw. Honest yep. to God, if she keeps up what she's been doing, well, she's this um, military sailor girl. Uh, I think she's better than everyone. I think she could be excellent. Nikki Cross. <laughs> I've saw people tweeting saying things like, "How can you, how can you have that kind of character when she's never served in the military?" You're like, "Oh, jeez." Oh dear. Oh my goodness, because fucking Ben Affleck comes from Gotham City, doesn't he? But she has served. Has she? I wasn't sure. Uh, I'll double check, but she has. Who was the other one? Nikki Cross. I mean, see, see in a way, they actually. Apart from Heavy Machinery, funnily enough, the rest of them aren't really involved in any storylines in NXT at the moment, because Nikki Cross is just running about shouting and bawling, as yep, if she's in a, a soft play centre. Um, Lacey Evans has just been running through a lot of jobbers, basically. EC3, there's been a wee thing going on between him and Bobby Fish, but it's not amounted to much. It was actually due to the injuries of Roe or Hansen. <laughs> don't know which one. Apparently one of them ruptured their spleen during that takeover match. Oh. War games. So, uh, War Raiders are out of action at the moment, so it looked as if Heavy Machinery would be the next ones to go for the NXT tag titles. Um, but they've been called up, so it's actually out of all those names, I mean, Heavy Machinery are a a bizarre, not a, I don't mean they're bizarre, they're a very acquired taste. Because they're just off their nut. All they talk about is stakes and weights. But I think it could. Uh, they won't re- revitalise the tag team divisions. No, but it, it just it adds another sort of credible-ish team to it. Um, I'm most excited for EC3. I think everyone probably in agreement that his character and Mike Ward gimmick and ring ability etc was always most suited for Raw. Um, he's not saying he's going to become like the top guy, but he's certainly going to be upper upper mid card. Um, yeah, I've been a fan of his for a while, so that may be, may be the only one. I couldn't care less about Lars Sullivan. Oh, 
I guarantee in six months' time he's going to be a nothing. He's going to be nobody on the on the main roster. Well, look at the remember the vignettes he did for the new Emma, mm-hmm. Emma Lena, and it just nothing. This Lars Sullivan thing, these thing that's that's what I'm a wee bit worried about with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. How many coming soon videos are we going to see? Um, I hope we don't see any because my <coughs> God, that return's going to be sensational. Lacey Evans was a former US Marine. Uh, and EC3, as you've said many times, he's tailor made for the main roster. Oh, you just know as soon as Vince saw him for the first time, you know. Oh, the second time. Ah, <laughs> uh, the second time. He got hard for him, so. God damn it, pal. You know it. So vascular, you know it. So. Uh, um, I like EC3, I do. I do. Yeah, he's nothing special for me, but I can I can see how he would work well in the main roster. Um, right, a couple of things before we move on to the quiz that we haven't talked about for TLC. The segment with Baron Corbin, where all the people who have been affected by his mismanagement over the many months managed to get their comeuppance, and Braun Strowman came in, sling, arm and sling, for the win of a TLC match, which means Baron Corbin has now no longer in power. Right, okay. It was all right. You had the the bad guy who's been running roughshod over the the product for a while now. Eat his humble pie. I don't know why the um, what's they called? Cain and Abel. Cain <laughs> and Abel. Cain and Abel. Gable and Rude were there because okay they might have had dealings with Baron Corbin but they're the tag champs it would have made a lot more sense if the Revival were out there, personally mm-hmm. speaking the amount of shite they've but, had to but, put up with But they're still claiming the Revival are heels despite fucking Lucha Underground being the ones that are do- portraying <laughs> their heel tactics Lucha Underground? Sorry Lucha Underground so, um, make sure you sign that petition the Revival have put out on Twitter, folks. But see, what I've got issues with is the big payoff from this match, quote-unquote match, where Braun Strowman has a, a, royal, a title match against Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble. whoop de do Look what's happened many times in the past. Braun Strowman has been made to look like a naive nincompoop every single time, especially in singles competition. Not so much in multi-men environment, but still looks a bit of an idiot. What? Especially when it comes to Brock. That's what I mean, the Brock matches. What? There's no evidence None. that suggests that we should have any concern about the outcome of this match. It is probably the most predetermined, it's more predetermined than my alarm going off in the morning. I just don't like the idea of it. Just don't. Unless you do the unthinkable and actually put the title on Brock. Uh, Braun. The segment itself I don't have an issue with because clearly he wasn't ready and it was kind of well he won't be and it was just a case of right let's keep him as safe as possible because he's going to be ready for the rumble. Just and look what's happened to Braun Strowman this year. <coughs> oh. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's difficult to really get behind him because what we've been told really in the last what, 18 months or so 
is that he's incapable of winning the big one. There's the test to see if the the company's listening to the fans. That and match. maybe, and maybe, maybe this is the story that finally I don't know how you can portray him as an underdog, but I suppose when anyone's against Brock as an underdog, but maybe that's the story that he finally beats him. But wasn't that kind of a Roman story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like I say, it's just difficult to get behind it because of everything that's took place so far. Uh huh. It's rinse and repeat. That's it's been happening. We had got into a, a mild debate in one of the group chats where I said it's all cyclical at the moment. Well, the stuff that's going on with separately Brock Lesnar, separately Braun Strowman, and both of them together, that has been on repeat for over a year now. So, just, I don't care. And the other match, Braun, um, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Before we get into that, there's one match you're missing. I know, and I'm trying to rack my brains for it. Well, it involved a certain Scotsman. <laughs> well, that says how much I thought about that match. It was all right. You know, that's the biggest travesty of the night. That it, that it was just all right? No, or, or, the fucking all right. Uh, Finn went over. Finn is over, though, remember? He's Fuck fin- that, man. Fuck. I'm it's be- fucking Drew. I'm, kid- I'm talking about Finn's... Overdrops. I know, I know, but it's fucking... <sighs> oh, Drew McIntyre, man. I liked the match. I really liked the match. I just didn't like the fact Drew lost. I think I'd need to watch that match again. Fuck, man. Fucking hell. Just not a fan. Just not a fan of that decision at all. Uh, <laughs> because I'm not as into Drew Mac as you are, it didn't bother me that much. Um, you know, Blasphemy. Uh, He's Scottish. Just like if Thanos's glove was on reverse, Vince can snap his fingers and make Drew a star within seconds. So I don't know if I've got much input. In- I don't really get the Thanos reference when people t- keep talking about it. So sorry, folks. Yes. Uh, Probably the only person who's not a Marvel mark. Marvel, DC, couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> that sounded like a wee song. In fact, to be fair, I have watched a couple of Spider-Man films. And I've co-watched, was it Batman vs. Spider-Man? Like from 2016 or whatever it was? Fuck knows. Uh, that, shows, Other than that. that shows how much you know if you're saying Batman vs. Spider-Man. Oh, sorry. Superman. <laughs> See? I don't give a fuck about any of them. <coughs> I but don't, I don't shall need... the, the elephant in the room has yet to be addressed yeah the rivalry that has been going on for four years in a way the storyline between Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose they have produced over the years many great matches sometimes classics within their genre this for me was I'm not going to say it was shit but there were that no, <laughs> no, it wasn't it wasn't in comparison to their other matches, it was shit. And in comparison, sandwiched... I mean, it was sandwiched in between two matches of the year contenders. It, but not only that, they did the whole thing with Seth selling his knee again. Oh, no. And I'm just... I'm sick of seeing that in his matches. Because it means nothing when he's, he's jumping and hobbling about 
and then he does a series of suicide dives of it as if there's nothing wrong with him. It's like, listen, pal, you're. I know, but I think it's more so like, oh fuck, is something happened? But no, I'm okay. Do you know? Like, ah, you you kind of summarised it just a, in a, in a few words perfectly. It wasn't as good or as great as their first set of matches. In a standalone match itself, it was kind of fine. But when you when you saw what's happened a few years ago, and you kind of thought where the initial build started to now where it ended, you're kind of like, I'm somewhat disappointed where we where we are now. My biggest issue, without a doubt, from the entire match and probably the entire pay per view, I know what you're going to say, was the start of the match. All right, that wasn't what I was going to say. What do you think I was going to say? You say your point first. So, Dean winning makes all the sense in the world. No issues with Dean winning whatsoever. My issue was you started off in the fucking locking up. You locked up at the start of a match where you're apparently, you hate one another, like really don't like one another. It just kind of took me back to remember when we had Jeremy on for a summer summer review, when AJ and Joe, the way they started the match, it's like, man's been talking about your wife and kid and you just lock up. It should have just as soon as AJ should have just came running down to the ring and just started laying into Joe, and I felt that it should have started off with that. It, it had what the story's been told basically is that that Ambrose had kind of come back and settled in a fight or a feud that he shouldn't have been in part of because he was too busy recovering because he almost died. And then you have the whole fact when the night he did turn on him was with Roman's announcement. I just. <clears throat> You're meant to hate one another. And that's what they started off like. And I know some people are going to come back and counter that with some sort of point. That's fine. But for me, I wanted them to start off very quickly where Rollins jumps on them straight away rather than locking up. That was my biggest issue for the entire pay of view because that initial 10, 15 seconds or whatever didn't marry up with the entire history of your feud. And their back, um, back catalogue. Yep. The... Because this feud isn't just the last six weeks or so. You can't like it's just it's been one kind of long feud. Uh-huh. Collars and elbows don't bother me as much as it does other people, to be honest. Uh, but I take your point on board, and I I do accept that there's, there are certain matches where a more heated exchange should start matches. So, that's fair enough. Like the way Joe and AJ started in Australia? Yes, that was excellent. Or the way Rock and Brock started in 02. Or when Shawn Michaels and Diesel started in your house. Mm -hmm. The thing that bothered me the most, just, well, (laughs) ahead of the selling the knee injury, once again, there was another thing actually where Seth was about to do a curb stomp and Dean put the fist out for a fist bump. It seemed as if... I I think it's happened in one of their own matches, but one of the most iconic moments from 2018 was when Gargano sat down beside Champa at the New Orleans yep. takeover. And it was as if they were... You thought for a split second that you're going, they're going to... Yeah. 
it felt as if it was a cheap imitation of that on Sunday night. They were trying to go down that road and it was just Seth Rollins I don't know, it just didn't sit right with me. But the bickering between Renee Young and Corey Graves took me right out of that match and it was incessant and they kept going on to each other. Corey Graves was hitting out with shit. Renee Young was defending herself which she shouldn't have to. And it was just... Make, of all people, Michael Cole said, call the match. But then he, sta- <laughs> then he started on saying, he is a bit, of, he is a bit strange in don't you think? Like, listen, this is not... I saw, I saw your tweets. They're not supposed to be... They were commentating as if it was a Raw match. This is a pay-per-view match. You should be talking about what's going on in the ring, what's going on between those guys, not what Dean smells like because he doesn't have a uh, shower in the house. Uh, Come on. If you want to know the importance of commentators, just go back and watch this match and just listen to the commentators in. So for people sitting at home. Because the great thing about John... Jim, John? Jim Ross... Was shout out to JR. Shout out to JR. The big thing about Jim Ross was that even the most insignificant moment felt like a big moment because he made you believe it was. So the commentator is there obviously to call the match, but it's also to get you hooked and kind of tell you as well what's going on in terms of a story. When when they're not when they're too busy doing what they're doing on Sunday, it, like you said, it completely takes your attention away from what's going on in the ring. It's so distracting. And and this is now the second time in what six months or so where the fans have quote unquote hijacked a Seth Rollins match. Like just think to yourself, you don't think Vince McMahon picks up on these things? Well, we want Seth to to dethrone Brock. You think maybe he's now going to be like, no, well maybe you don't care about Seth that much. Or maybe Seth isn't as good as you all make out. But they're not helping it when they do this commentary story either. I've not. But I don't the, know the what crowd to think. Don't know that though. I know. I don't know what to think about Seth's matches being sabotaged. I've not got. I don't know what that means. That that could be a, an interesting discussion. Uh huh. To dissect and open up, I suppose. But see, in the same breath, Seth has been a strong contender for male superstar of the year. Oh, without a doubt. But at the same time, he's having matches where they're doing the buzzer sounds and stuff, and then this is boring. That's it. It's just, but, I mean, even with mixed match matches, with the chairs match, this Dean Seth match was low down in my enjoyment of the pay per view. Like I say, I probably agree with that. It I've got my top three or four matches, and that's not in it. Um, like I says, I'm not one of the people that absolutely hated it. I love it. Like I says, I think maybe because we expected that a little bit more. Maybe they're saving some more. Maybe it's just I'm not sure. But like I says, I didn't. I, I'm not going to shit on it because, like I say, it just wasn't. It just it, I don't hold it in the same regards I held it the, the previous matches. That's all. Mm-hmm. But that in itself, if you, if you look at it in a cold light of day, is it? That may not be like a negative. That might not be us like criticising it because of how great the initial stuff was. Because, um, like I said, in a standalone match on its own, like I didn't have too much of an issue with it. But like I said I was just expecting that a little bit more. 
Mm-hmm. And like I say, it's just a heart back what you initially said when you're opening monologue, just to wrap it, summarise it perfectly. It was just, it just wasn't as great in comparison to the stuff in the past, that's all. And being sandwiched in between a couple of elders, basically. And, and I can understand, like, you know, they might have wanted to end it with, like, what, three, four, like, real strong matches, and uh, it's just, it just, you know, it could have been better. Yeah. But overall, with that being said, I think the great matches from TLC took up enough time and left enough of a lasting memory for me to still consider it one of the better pay-per-views of the year. So, overall, a couple of thumbs up. Not too strong, fully erect thumbs up, but still happy with what I saw. Yep. Um, Right, will we finish with the quiz? Yes. Okay. Hold on a minute till I find the timestamp. <laughs> it's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. Right, so, by the way, we no longer have to give an opinion for the rest of 2018. That's us. Oh, excited. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? It really is. Uh, so congratulations to you. <laughs> and the funny thing is, now we're coming up to this break we're going to have, that I've been texting you and saying, I've actually started to get rather excited about doing the podcast again in a few weeks' time, so kind of ironic. When I've been texting you every other day telling you how much I hate wrestling. <laughs> every day? <laughs> Honestly, guys, you should see these texts. Literally affect wrestling almost every other day. <laughs> like, it'll it just be dropped in any conversation. Six o'clock in the morning, you wake up to a message from me at three o'clock in the morning saying, I hate wrestling. <laughs> it's as if you've got it on auto-tune, um, just copy and paste. I just wake up and that's the first thing that comes out of my mind. Right, so the quiz this week. Right, so, uh, I have gone for... I think we've only done it once before, where it's a wrestler's full name, including the the nickname that they go with, and it's an acronym. So, for example, if I said to you, S-C-S-A, who would that be? I'm not very good at this game. It's Austin, right? Right, so Stone Cold Steve Austin, right. So I'm not very good at this game. Number one, B-T-B-B. Remember, there's going to be a lot of T's that stand for the in this. B T B B. Uh huh. Uh, beefcake. No. Fuck's sake. Um. I'm happy to. I'm not going to get one tonight. You will. I'm happy to give you a couple of clues. Yeah, okay. Do you want one? Yes. Uh, heel manager. Current? Oh, oh no, oh, old, oh, old, 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 manager. BTVB? And also a colour commentator. Last clue, part of his nickname has a body part. <laughs> I'm terrible at this game, I have no idea. Bobby the Brain Heenan. 
Wait, 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 wait. You said BTBB. Oh my god, Clive. I was, yeah, I was, I, I, if you if you rewind and you would listen to it, I, I actually did say, but. Uh, profusely, you, know, you get a point for my silliness. That's my own we'll fault. We'll just take, we'll just pretend it was uh, beefcake. Yeah, well done. Brutus the Barber Beefcake, <laughs> correct. Right, let me just double check I've got this one correct. M M R S. M M R S. Matchman. Correct. Number three. T V R O. T V V for Victor. Yep, so Tango, Victor, Romeo, Oscar. Um, and I've checked and that is correct. <laughs> Give me a clue. Uh, part of the nickname is an animal. T. Right, R O. And I'll give you a, a side clue that doesn't count as a clue. The T stands for the. Okay. T V R O the. I've no idea. One more clue. Currently on SmackDown. T V. Uh huh. Currently on SmackDown. The. Oh. Orton, damn it! Because I, I I thought I always just assume it's going to be like Randy nickname then Orton. I never, damn it! I don't think that the nickname could be at the start of it. Now this one, I will give you clues straight off the bat. No, try me. Right, I might I might surprise you. Will I do the phonetics thing for it? If you want. Right, Sierra. <laughs> Sierra <laughs> Miedo, um, Pentagon Dark here. Um, Sierra what's B again? Bravo is it not? Bra- Bravo. Sierra, Bravo, Juliet, Whiskey S-B-J-W S-B-J-W More than happy to give you some clues because one thing I should tell you is have never as far as I'm aware, never been associated with WWE That's, that's a freebie S-B-J-W S B J W. Go on, give me a clue. They will. Um, they're a gaijin who will be a, part of this uh, this year's well next year's Wrestle Kingdom. A gaijin. So what was it again? S what? S B J W. S B J W. Let me fucking run through the card in my head. It's not, it's not him. It's not him. Is it? SB? No, it's not him. Try to run through the fucking card in my head. Do you want another clue? Yeah. They are from New Zealand. SB? Oh, fuck. Again? Fucking nickname at the beginning, Switchblade. Well, I'll let you know if the nickname's at the beginning. No, because I, I he came out of my head, but I was like, nah, it's. Okay, next one. Jai T 
B V J T B V Aha Give me a clue. Uh, has been a special guest referee at a SummerSlam World Title match. J T B V. Mm-hmm. Special ref at SummerSlam. A wrestler. Yep. Hmm. Do you want another clue? Uh, why not? They were a governor at the time of this match. Try TBV? Nah, no idea. Fucking hell. No, I'll tell you. Yeah. Jesse. The body Ventura. <sighs> right, I have two here where there are only three letters. Okay. M G O. M G O. Uh huh. Hmm. M G O. Want a clue? Yep. An interviewer. A current interviewer. No. Fuck. Eh. Uh, fuck Eh. Uh, next one. Let me tell you something. Beep, beep. What? Let me tell you something. Beep, beep. <laughs> is that is that a clue? Uh huh. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure what the fuck you were doing. I was kidding on I was Hulk Hogan versus the Roadrunner. <laughs> um, no, I have no idea. Uh, mean Gene Okerlund. Oh, fuck's sake. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. Fucking hell. Next one. My wrestling memory is fucking terrible. Aye, perfect day of the week for that to happen, isn't it? I know. S-T-H. S-T-H? Mm-hmm. Don't know, give me a clue. Part of an Attitude Era tag team. S-T what, sorry? H. Part of an Attitude tag team. S-T-H. No idea. Uh, one of the letters stands for a number. Kind of. Doing <laughs> <laughs> kind of. S T H. Used to dance a lot. Oh, nice. Okay, Scotty Hoy. Correct. Do you want to just stop this because? <laughs> How many more have we got? It's a, it's a shambles for me tonight. There are one, two, three, four left. No, just give me one more, because I'm fucking terrible at right. this game. This will be a funny one. R-D-V-D. 
A, D, V, V, D. It's obviously as an RVD. RDVD. Yep. Will I give you a clue? Yep. Uh, this person was a heel on SmackDown after he split up with his tag team member. Your fucking clues are. Do you want another clue? Ah, uh, yes. Deacon Batista. Wait, that was his tag team partner? No. R, what again? R, D, V, D. Oh, the Reverend? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Devon. Reverend Devon Dudley. <laughs> the others, I'll just tell you them. Were good old JR, freak accident Lars Sullivan, and my favourite who should have been pushed to the moon the blueprint Matt Morgan I would have got that I know I don't think I'll introduce this quiz segment again uh, please don't because the last time you done it I had no idea so guys and girls by the way you do realise I can, all I can see on the screen is just that big Pepsi bottle <laughs> <laughs> let me check it out so you can <laughs> Hi there, I'm back So guys, make sure to check out the rest of the content on Social Suplex Podcast Network There are loads and loads of things coming out at the moment It's a special season as well, so you've got One Nation Radio Outsider's Edge, Keeping It Strong Style, Grown Men Watch This Shit Ourselves, Wilfred Watches Podcast and Omega Look Wrestling Podcast Lots of different things for you to listen to there and with it being December, stroke January, get lots of different bonuses to sink your teeth into, rather than a big turkey leg or some chocolate. Um, we're on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Please rate and review that specific channel on your app of choice, leaving us a big, nice five stars. Um, socialsuplex.com has links to those podcasts as well as the columns that we put up for 205, NXT, stuff like that and you can also get them directly to your email by pressing the subscribe button Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group is where you can find us all for some chats and some nonsense don't forget to get a free first month of over 3,000 hours of independent wrestling from across the globe on powerslam.tv with the promo, promo code social suplex we are at Rick and Clive on Twitter and Facebook. The bonuses that we have coming up for you over the next couple of weeks will we take a break from proceedings. Um, all going well. After this, we are going to be recording with One Nation Radio and Keeping It Strong Style, a triple threat tag team quiz only super show. That will be dropping on the 26th of December, hopefully. All going well with, as I say, what happens after tonight. Uh, basically, the whole episode is just going to be a big super quiz, five different rounds, and there's been some con conferring. There might not be many points dished out, to be fair, especially to us. Uh, and on the 2nd of January, myself, Rance, and Kyle from Outsider's Edge, we opened up a WWE annual, played a board game on it, and had a really good laugh, some nonsense was had there 
good laugh wasn't anything taken seriously I think that'll actually be called the Sizzling Sidewinder episode and that'll all make sense once you listen to it and that will actually be although we've been on Social Suplex for just over a year now before we became part of that network we did have our own stuff and that will be the 100th episode of Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show and Ricky was asleep during it I don't regret anything I know you don't but I'm just letting you know that that will be the 100th of our episode that's alright I I couldn't I couldn't think of two better people to come on in my absence that's fair enough well you know so I'm happy cool anything you want to add before we say goodnight is there anything you want to add before we say goodnight don't you mean what did I say I'm not going to bring it up then. I'll take it off air. Oh, did I tell you, did I tell you what happened to me in the town the other yeah, day? Here, here we go. Here on you go. Tell me. I saw someone um, who looked to be from Central Asia, um, looking lost and stuff like that. And I went up to him. I was being all aggressive and angry, and gobby mouthed, and just arrogant and all that stuff. And I said, "Excuse me, what country are you from?" And they said. Uzbekistan and I said no I'm actually a Nicky Crossmark can you please answer my question <laughs> oh wow right. well keep, keep your jokes keep more jokes for this special podcast we've got coming up I've only got one and for that one and it is non-PC so we'll see that's fine Just tell it straight off the, tell it straight out of the gate on the next podcast then Right, okay. Anyway, good night, folks. Good night, and have a happy time with your family, whatever you decide to celebrate over the next couple of weeks. Celebrate it well. Indeed. Be safe. Be with your family and friends. Don't be a dick. (laughs) Enjoy yourselves. (laughs) Not getting anything to add to that at all. (laughs) Good night, folks. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.